I want to discuss a couple of topics in the news, all right? And um, the first one is a spike in New Yorkers ingesting household cleaners following Trump's controversial coronavirus comments. Um, now, the president is a very unusual person. I mean, a lot of things you can call him, but I mean, making statements like inject you know, detergents into your body, like bleach, you know, to, to cure the virus is just, it's just unbelievable. You know, it's out of this world, like, it's like somebody would say that, and he's, he's the president of the United States. Um, you know, we thought we had a uh, George Bush. He used to, he was kind of a little lofty, you know, a little off. And now President Trump is about... I didn't think anybody can get worse, but Trump is much worse. But, you know, you know, he said he's a, a smart person, but making statements like that is just the total opposite, right? But why do people, humans, you know, believe everything they hear? Why, why are some people so... Why are they so... You know, I don't want to say stupid, but I mean, you, you, you got to have some common sense, right? You have to think and analyze stuff just because somebody says something, whether it's President Trump or any other president before, or if it's your pastor or anybody, you can't just, just believe everything you hear. You have to process it, right? You got to say, well, does this make sense? You know, does this make sense to me? Does it make sense at all? And um, I feel like a lot of people, I mean, a lot of human beings, I would say in 90-something percent, they, they don't. They just they just follow like sheep. They just believe everything they hear. For me, I always analyze everything that I hear. You know, I, I very rarely just believe stuff. Um, but in this situation, if the president say to inject detergents into your body to cure the virus, right? I mean, use some common sense. That just makes absolutely no sense. If you've been alive, if you're an adult, you got to you got to adult stage and you're still alive, I mean, I mean you should know better. You, you, you should know that that's something that you shouldn't even try. It really doesn't matter what, you know, it's happening, all right? Anyway, moral of the story, use common sense in any situation. So let's go on to the next article. And this one is um, a woman who saves a, a stranger's life. So this guy was having, I guess, heart problems. He was having some problem and he crashed his car and there was a nurse nearby and she she jumped into action. So this is what she said. Joe is the guy who was in a crash and her name is Pollard. So she said, Joe was actually turning colors in the car. I was just like, oh my God, got to pump, got to pump. It was exhausting, but the neighbors encouraged me to, 
to give me strength to keep going harder, harder, harder. So she's describing her actions trying to save this man's life because he just got into a car accident. And the reason he got into a car accident is because I guess he was having a medical problem, medical issue, and he passed out. So the thing about this story is people were, it says here that people got around the car and strangers spilled from the houses and porches, praying, crying, and dialing 911. Now praying does nothing to help the man that's dying. Crying does nothing to help the man dying. Calling 911, well, now you're making sense, right? 911, the ambulance comes, it helps the guy. And obviously, the lady, Miss Pollard, who actually physically pumped his chest and brought him back to life, literally, right? So... You know, I don't know, you know, I mean, if you're in a situation, your life is at stake. Standing there to pray doesn't is not going to save you. If somebody's mugging you or, or about to rape you or, or kill you, praying won't do anything. You got to run. You got to do some type of action, scream, um, you know. Crying also doesn't help you. What, what does crying do? It just does nothing. You know, so I wish people would, you know, have some sense sometimes. I guess for people who believe in religion, there's a time for praying, and right? And it's definitely not when you're when you're about to die or you know somebody's about to kill you. That's not the time to to cry and pray and all that. But I applaud this lady, Miss Paula, for for doing the right thing jumping in action and doing some something that could actually help the person and she did save his life and the EM the fire and EMS came and and took over and he's alive today and grateful for the actions of that lady you know if he was dependent on people just praying for him he would have been dead all right let's move on to the next story so we have a uh, story from the Bronx our neighbors in the Bronx you know I got a I got a video coming up about the Bronx versus Brooklyn it's gonna be interesting but this story is um decomposing woman found in pungent Bronx apartment was murdered and it's basically saying that you know, somebody killed her and left her in the apartment to decompose, and she decomposed. Seems like it was a lot of um, domestic violence going on in, in the apartment. You know, it's not anything. It's not anything that's that's not known. The neighbors say that they heard constant. Um, constant loud sounds and beatings and all that going on in the apartment. There was a quote I wanted to share. So they said that 
the lady who was who was killed she made a post on facebook and I'm trying to find her name here, but I'm not seeing her name. Anyway, she made a post on Facebook, and I wanted to read that post, and then I wanted to comment on it. But her name is, her last name is Ben Davis, and she made reference to a troubled relationship that she predicted would not end well. So this is what she said on Facebook. This is obviously, um, this was on December 11, 2019. This past ride was crazy. I still want him. I long for this danger, wild man, and this love will definitely be the death of me. I can't stop going back for more. So these are the words of the victim. Something she posted on Facebook before. A while before she died, right? So she's explaining that she knows she's in a bad relationship, but she likes it. She says, I long for this danger, wild man. And this love will definitely be the death of me. I can't stop going back for more. Seems like a woman who enjoys being abused. Abused. Right? And it's very tragic that what she said actually came true. Very tragic. I, I, I wish she would, I wish she would have been a little bit wiser to leave somebody like that who's treating her badly because, you know, it's better to be alone than to be treated badly by anyone. And she obviously didn't think that way. Maybe she never experienced being treated um, well, good by anyone, by any, you know, any male partner. And... I mean, men, I, I, why would you beat up somebody, a woman? You know, women are naturally weaker than men. And this is not mentally, we're talking about physically. Mentally, they're probably stronger than us. But physically, men are stronger because we have, you know, testosterone and we have naturally more muscle, muscle tone and all that. So... You know, if you're a woman and a man is, you're dating somebody or, you know, and he's exhibiting behavior, you know, violent behavior or even suggesting it, this is time to run quickly. Because the deeper you get in the relationship, it's the harder it is to get out of it. So, you know, and sometimes, you know, people look at movies and stuff and they fantasize about these. But these are just movies. These are not real life, you know. A lot of actors portray certain characters, and in real life, they're, they're total opposite. You know, so 
you got to take movies and, and TV shows with a grain of salt. These are not things you want to you want to follow your you want to model your life after. You know. So, it's just pretty, it's just sad that this lady thought that she was that being beat up on is was something good. You know, it's very sad. Anyway, let's move on to the next next story. So we have here stepmom refuses to let her husband's 14-year-old live with her after the dad dies 6 months ago. So in short is that this lady married a man and he was around 30 years old and soon after they got married he died now he has a 14 year old daughter he's 30 he has a 14 year old daughter with from a previous relationship and he died and you know everybody's mourning and all that right so the 14 year old lives with her with her parents her mother and um so six months after he died the 14 year old his daughter runs away from her mother's apartment home and she goes over to the stepmom's home without even calling or anything so i guess she had an argument with her mother about some some boy she was dating and she decided she's just going to go and stay with her stepmother. So she knocks on the door, stepmom opens up and saw her the, the door and let her in. And, you know, the girl explained that she and her mom got into something and because of the mom didn't, she didn't want to, basically she didn't want to follow the mom's rules. And so the stepmom told her, you know, she can stay the night, but she's going to have to call her mother. So the stepmom calls the girl's mother, tell her where the girl is, and the girl's mother said she's going to pick her up the next day, and the stepmom said, yes, that's, you know, that's good. And, you know, what I wanted to highlight in this story is that, first of all, a 14-year-old should not be dating. That's one. You know, at 14, you're not ready for, for boyfriends and all that. You should be worrying about schoolwork. You know, getting a good grade, setting yourself up to go to college so you can get a, a step ahead in life. You know, you don't want boys take you off track. I mean, you're just too young for that. Your mind is too young for that, you know. There's a reason why teenagers, they can't drink um, by law and they, they can't drive and certain things they can't do, you know. They can't vote and all that. They're still, they're still kids. They're not, they're not adults yet. They're not even fully developed. They didn't finish growing. They, their brain is not 100% developed and all that. You know, that's why you have parents. You know, parents are, are there to, to guide you and to set an example. Sadly, parents, they wait too late to start trying to be a parent, right? So... When a child gets 12 and 14 and all that, it's too. It's kind of too late to try to change them. 
you have to mold a child from birth. Child comes out the belly, you know, from birth. You know, one year old and they don't want to listen, you know, you got to, hey, you know, this is not the way we do things yet. Two years old and they start walking and they say no and this they might say somewhere you got to tell them hey these are not the words that you want to use you know when they start speaking and all that but a lot of times kids are just copying stuff that they heard which is from you so if you if you're using bad words and all that the kids are just repeating what they what they hear from you so you have to you have to set a good example you can't just tell a kid hey don't do this but but you're doing it don't smoke but but you're smoking don't curse but you're cursing you have to lead by example. Um, and most times, most times, I would say 90% of the time or more, when you bring a kid up and, and you teach them, you know, the fundamentals of life about respect and, and responsibility and, you know, a lot of different things. I, I can go in deeper in another video. You know, these kids turn out good, you know. Obviously, it's not 100%, but... You know, you bring them up a certain way, bring them up good, they turn out good. They have respect. When you bring them up from a kid, young, they start speaking three years old or whatever. You know, you teach them to say good morning, good evening. It's something, is a pattern that they follow. If you don't teach them that and they, you know, they go out and they see other people, they won't, they, they're, not, they're not saying good morning. It's like they don't have any respect or nothing like that, but it's not... 100% their fault. The parents never told them that, right? So this girl at 14 with a boyfriend and running away and going to the stepmom's house and all that, you know, she just, her having a boyfriend should have been a no-no, you know. And parents need to check the kids' phones, you know, I would say every week. You know, the passcode should be one passcode and you should know it and every week you should take it from the child and check through their text and all that because they, they could be they're not adult they could be doing stuff and saying stuff online they could be bullying they could be they, they could be a victim it you name it they're kids they're not they're not all there you know they act like they're older than they are and they, they act like they're smarter than they are but they're just not most of them are not okay some of them you know I'm not sure for their age, right? But most of them, they just, they follow everything. You know, stupid videos they see online, like when they say, do this challenge and do that challenge, and they, it makes absolutely no sense. They just go follow it, even though they're going to get hurt. Listen, they're kids. It's a parent's job to guide them. But in this case, the stepmom did a great job. The stepmom called the mother and she, you know, and she told her where the kid is and all that and what. It doesn't matter if the kid is mad at you. When the kid grows up, they're going to understand why you did what you did. Because that kid is going to grow up and that kid is going to have kids also, right? And they're going to have to deal with that kid that they have. And then they're going to understand. Hopefully they understand long before that. But then they're going to really understand what you had to go through with them what you had to do to bring them up and the sacrifices you had to make. And you can't always, it's good having a great relationship with, you, with your kid where you can joke around and play around and all that, but that could only happen if the kid has respect and everything is good. 
if if you're having problems with your kid, you know, it's, it's very difficult to toe the line, right? You're trying to be parent, you're trying to be friend, you know, you know. Just try to stick to being a parent. That's that's your main job. Anyway, let's move on. So the last story we have here is a Brooklyn mom who lost teen son to gun violence. She's saying there needs to be a cultural shift. Now this topic is a big topic, but I'm just going to touch on it because I want to do a, a big video on, on this topic. But saying here, Nadine Sylvester has an answer for people who offer her advice on recovering from the loss of a 15-year-old son, Rohan Levy, Levy or Levy. She's saying, it doesn't matter if you have other children. That's like saying you have one hand, so you should be okay. So people are telling her that her son died, but she have another son or another child, and she's right. I mean, <laughs> it's just a bad argument. I mean, if you got two kids and one die, you know, you're not going to be okay because you have another one there. It's not. It's not like a toy. You know, it's 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 a person. But. The main thing about this story is that they say it was a case of mistaken identity. And Nadine is saying, the mother of the, the child that was killed, in my community, there's a fear of snitching. And I think there needs to be a cultural shift. Like, like snitching is like a, a whole video, like a two-hour video just talking about snitching. I, the whole thing around that. And she said, when she grew up in the 1980s, when families were impacted by the crack cocaine epidemic and the rise of H, AIDS and HIV, she said, you didn't have a fear of going outside. Because she said in the 80s, there were no fear of going outside. And, and from my not from my recollection, but from my from the things that I've seen, you know, videos and you know, documentaries and all that. That's this statement is not true. Because um, people were scared of going outside back in the eighties. Um, they had the AIDS epidemic. They had uh, the drugs. It was pretty bad, you know. When it comes to drugs, it's it's shooting and drive-bys and all that. So yeah, you want to be scared of going outside. It's just, it's just very tragic and very sad that someone gets killed. You know, I think everybody should be dying of old age, right? But in, uh, in the urban communities, People die at 14 you know, or 9, you know, because some other person decides to just shoot, open, you know, just, just, just spray, just try to, I don't know. I mean, it makes no sense to me, right? It makes no sense to most people. But the point I'm trying to get in this, in this, in this article is that 
this mother is trying to bring awareness to her son getting killed, right? Innocent son getting killed. And she wanted it to be a cultural shift with snitching and all that. Because if no if nobody's talking to the cops, how the cops are gonna solve I mean the cops don't have a crystal ball, you know, they don't have video cameras everywhere and they they can't tell who sh- who shot the person, but they were witnesses. And it's it's funny that not funny, but it's it's strange that people only care about issues that affect them, right? So if this mother's son wasn't killed by gun violence here, do you think she would have been trying to bring awareness to this? I don't think so. I don't think so. And if her son wasn't killed, and she could, maybe her son saw something else, right? This is just hypothetical speaking. Her son saw a crime. You think she would have encouraged him to go and snitch or tell the truth to the cops? I don't think so. See, when an issue comes up and it affects somebody, that's when they want to get involved. But we are not going to stop gun violence in urban neighborhoods if we stay silent. You know, everybody's afraid of this and that and it's some stupid code of no snitching and all of that nonsense. And that code is well and fine if nobody in your family gets killed, right? But once somebody in your family gets killed, then you want somebody to say something and somebody to talk to the cops. Come on. We need to stop that. We need to speak up because you can call the cops anonymously and give information. If you're scared of that something is going to happen to you, if you, you know, give your name and all that, you can't call and say, you know, this is what I've seen. That helps. That helps a lot. So, if you sit by idly knowing somebody murdered somebody or raped somebody, you're complicit, you know. You're part of the problem. You know, don't wait till... Is your one one of your family members, and then now you want to, you know, you want to ask for change and all of that. I feel like parents in the urban community have failed. I'm not saying all of them, but wow, I mean. There's way too much violence. I mean, how do you bring up your kid not knowing where they are? How is that possible? Shouldn't they have a curfew? Shouldn't there be rules in your house? I mean, how do you bring them up and their pants is all the way down the middle of their their leg? Their whole butt is out and they walk. I mean, how do you bring up? This is America. There's a lot of opportunity here. 
I'm a black man, and I know as a black man, it's not easy. But I can tell you that there's still, there's so many opportunities that there's no excuse. There's no excuse to say, hey, you're a black man or whatever and all that. Yes, there's prejudice. Yes, there's a lot of things going on. There's racism. There's all of that going on. Yes. But even with that, all that going on, you can still be successful. You can still make a difference in your life and in the life of the people around you. But it starts with the parents. And I know it's hard, but I feel like we made it harder for ourselves. And we made it harder for ourselves by, first of all, getting into relationships that we shouldn't be in at all. Because when we start those relationships and then we have unprotected sex, right? And what's going to happen next? You're going to get pregnant. We're going to have a child. But that relationship you're in is no good from the jump. So what's going to happen? The man is going to leave. The relationship is going to end. You end up, you end up a single parent. I mean, men need to step up in the urban community. There's way too many single parents out there. I mean, accountability goes not just with men, not just with both, 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 both. I'm not blaming men. I'm not blaming women. Both. You know, a kid, a kid doesn't come around just by one person, you know. So it's 50-50. You need to step up. And even if you're, you have a child and you didn't intend to have a child or whatever, you need to step up. Men, women, don't just have these kids coming up, raising themselves, turning into criminals and killing other kids and shooting. I mean, this is ridiculous. Anyway, I don't want to keep going on about this because, I mean, I can go for another hour or two talking about this topic and I am going to make a, a separate video on it. But I think I'm going to end it right there. Thanks for spending time with me. And I'll see you in the next one. Bye.